0: Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live, and I want to welcome our very special guest, Mr. Jason Voorhees himself, who did battle with Freddie, Ken Kurzinger. Ken, how are you doing?
1: Great, John. Nice to, nice to meet you.
0: It's nice to meet you, guys, and uh, we apologize for the little bit of a delay there. We had some audio issues, but we worked it all out. We're ready to do our show here tonight, and Ken, I got to tell you, You are my first bona fide stuntman that I get to talk to. And boy, do I have questions for you. And my first question is, because I've heard from actors and directors how just the, you know, risks that stunt people take. What kind of metal does it take for someone to be a stunt person in motion pictures? You
1: know, I I compare it a lot to um, playing a pro sport. Uh, playing pro football uh, pretty much any pro sport the injury rate is 100 percent and you know you have to uh, be tough and willing to work uh, hurt uh, and you know uh, uh, those uh, injuries are going to happen over the years there's no two ways about it kind of thing which means that you really have to love what you do to to keep doing it so I think comparing that to a, a professional athlete it's very similar right if you if you don't love the sport you're playing it's you're not going to stick with it and, and do what it takes to to be successful so
0: so take us back what got you into uh is it something that you were seeking to become a stuntman or how'd you get into it
1: yeah you know what um when i was a kid the first the first thing i wanted to be was a uh, uh like Jacques Cousteau I, I remember watching the you know his specials when I was a kid and I wanted to be like him and then a uh, little time went by and I saw a special on a stunt guy named Hal Needham and uh and uh read that and I remember I was probably about 10 or 11 years old and uh and I went to my mom and I told her that I wanted to I didn't want to be like Jacques Cousteau anymore I wanted to be wanted to be a stunt man and I think she just about slapped me, uh, but um, like it's amazing. But a lot of stunt people, you know, they, they get um imprinted on the job very young. I um, I know a lot of my good friends, you know, they happened upon a film set when they were very young and, and saw a stunt happen and just decided that, you know, tacked that away in the back of their head. You know, this is what I want to do. And uh, so for me, that's what I did. Um, uh, I got it, got into college and I was going to play, uh, I was hoping to play pro football, but I blew my knee out college mm. playing, playing football. My brother was playing in the CFL. And so I was going to try and just follow in his footsteps. But then, uh, when, after I hurt my knee, um, I went down to LA and, uh, turned out my sister was living to the next door neighbor of the property master on the old fall guy TV series. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to one of the stunt guys on the show. He gave me a number of a stunt guy in Vancouver. Uh, I was in university, my first or second year of university at the time, and uh, called them up. And I think it was only a few weeks later I was working on my first uh, first movie. Um, and so I just lucked out. Everything just sort of clicked. The industry was just taking off, or hadn't really taken off yet in, in Vancouver. and uh, But I just got into it at the right time.
0: That's awesome. Now, yeah. tragically, there have been uh, accidents on sets mm. throughout the history of motion pictures, involving not only actors but particularly stuntmen. Uh, what have you had any close calls uh, on any particular project where something might have went wrong? You might have gotten injured. Luckily, you know you're fine. You're here with us tonight. But did you have any close calls?
1: uh yeah i uh, um uh, you do it for over 30 years and there's bound to be you know a, a couple of close calls in there um i was doing a car chase for a movie in an open jeep with a roll bar that only came up to about you know a few mm-hmm. inches below the top of my head <clears throat> and it flipped unexpectedly uh on the side of a mountain and uh, decided to, I had to go down the, the mountain uh backwards fortunately it It kind of drove itself back up onto the road, uh, saving me from going all the way to the bottom. Um, But uh, so it flipped, and I I, threw—I thought ahead of time—I don't have a helmet on. How am I going to? What if this thing flips? How am I going to protect myself? And I thought the only thing I can do is just throw my arms up over my head and uh, and hope for the best. And and uh, I had a lap belt on. I remember just being ragdolled in this jeep, and and I fractured my elbow, but I saved my head. I bent the driver's seat back. Uh, from Because I did hit the pavement mm-hmm. and it fractured my elbow and scraped the face off the watch and the leather jacket Ooh. I was wearing. And I was wearing a wig, too. And I remember after the Jeep sort of settled right side up and I'm in the middle of the road hearing screaming. And, and uh, some of the women in the crew thought that I had uh, torn the top of my head off. Uh, <laughs> because it, But it was the, the wig. wig. Um, but um, that was probably the closest I okay. uh, I ever came Um, there's been other sort of a few other near misses but nothing you know uh, nothing as close as that
0: okay well thank God Uh, you're okay now I we have had a lot of actors on here where a a very popular question that the fans have for them is did you do your own stunts and (laughs) a lot of them are very happy to say yeah I've done it up to a certain point we had the stunt man standing by like watching. I'm sure you were in a particular case. Take us, you know, when you're standing by and you're watching actors do their thing and trying to do their own stunts, is there a little part of you that's going, oh, God, these guys just Um, don't know what they're doing?
1: You know, I think if I worked with uh, Tom Cruise, I would worry more about that. But I've been fortunate in that the actors I've worked with I haven't had too many of them that wanted to overstep their ability. Um, you know, if you ever see uh, uh, Harrison Ford interviewed, um, you know, and they talk about how much action he does in his movies. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, he's been around long enough. He's got good enough stunt guys around him that know what his sort of limitations are, uh, you know, or might be. And, uh, and so they'll let him do some stuff. Um, whereas uh, Tom Cruise I think will fire you if you don't let him do do all this do all this stuff um so uh, uh, yeah it, and it, that's it,
0: crazy it, too with Tom Cruise because there I mean a lot of people don't know there's insurance liability if Tom Cruise or the main leading star goes down with an injury the whole production comes to a halt
1: yeah it does and it has he, you know when he when he hurt his ankle yeah um, but he obviously loves it. And you know what? I honestly, it reminds me of what the Bond movies used to be,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, with the the live stunt action and, and uh, with him, I mean, he's in, he's in Jackie Chan land, uh, you know, as far as, you know, he doing his own stunts and stuff, Uh, you know, they, they, they do their own stunts in different ways. Uh, uh, But, but boy, uh, you know, he sticks it all out there. He'll do anything a stunt guy would do um so and, that's uh, good to know oh, i
0: did not know that you know about oh, tom yeah he, he uh um you
1: no know, i've had friends that have worked on movies with him i haven't had the opportunity but i had friends that worked on last samurai with him and uh that have worked on some of the other uh, uh the series he has uh the the, the mission impossible series mm-hmm. and he's gung-ho man he, he I, i'm not kidding he did get rid of one of his stunt coordinators because they told him that they that he, they wouldn't let him do, do the stunt. Wow. And, and uh, I, you know, Tom wants to do it. <laughs> He's going to do it. So in that case, you know, the guy has so much talent and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I've lit actors on fire that have never been on fire before. Um, I got a funny story from X-Files. Uh, when I worked on X-Files as a stunt coordinator, we had a big fire episode and uh, they came to me and said, you know, we've got this elderly gentleman it's the opening of the movies, waving goodbye to his family. We just want to see his hand, you know, burst into flames. And then eventually we put the stunt double in and, and do a full burn. And uh, so I said, well, you know, it all depends on the actor. Let me talk to him and see, you know, where his mind's at, how comfortable he would be with that. Let me test him. And and uh, then if we, you know, we all agree, then then let's do it. So I went to this elderly gentleman and, uh, and I said, listen, they want me to ask you about lighting your hand on fire having a scene where it bursts into flames and i was wondering how comfortable you would be uh, doing that and he said he goes i flew spitfires during the war <laughs> i think i can handle this <laughs> and he was just totally game to do it
0: that's awesome
1: and, uh, you know he did it perfectly and and uh, so yeah a lot of it depends on the actor
0: now the advent of cgi over the last several well a lot of years now uh does not seem to have affected the stunt uh, industry because they're still needed. CGI really does not. I mean, it actually helps you guys, but the need for stuntmen because of CGI becoming more prominent, I would assume has not affected the stunt industry. Is that correct?
1: It, um, it, It has, and in a way it's made it safer. And there's just things you can't do with human beings. There's only so many only so many G forces the human body can take and, yeah. and stuff. And when you're doing these big budget superhero movies, it's it's it really adds to what the audience is seeing. In a way, it kind of diminishes the the shit kicking that stunt guys take on rat. You know, getting ratcheted to the ground how many times? Uh, you know, to get and they're in the background, you know, <laughs> of, of, of these sequences. So it, it's changed it a little bit. Um, but uh, it, it it augments it; it makes it better. Yeah. And uh, you know, the stunt people have really learned to specialize. You've got you've got people who are sort of the superhero cable, you know, uh, uh, martial arts combination, and you know, you've got the the driver. Uh, maybe a guy specializes in burns these days. It it, it it's what it's the progression of the industry, yeah. right? Back in when I got started, you wanted to be able to do as much as you could. You do, you just work more. Uh, but to do that, you can't, uh, you don't really, you might specialize in one or two things kind of thing. But these days, it, it's it's more, it is more about specialization. You yeah. Got people who are just really, really good at, you know, throwing those bodies through the air and flying on a cable. And, and uh, so it's changed the industry, but for the better.
0: What is, would you say, the biggest budget uh, film that you've worked on?
1: Ooh, well, I've, I worked on. A few of the X-Men movies um, coordinated on a movie called The 13th Warrior. Yes. uh, Antonio Banderas. Um, That was a big budget movie. Um, Is there uh, a
0: difference when it comes to these big budget films, uh, when it comes in regards to stunt people as opposed to lower budget films, where they may not even afford to have a stuntman?
1: Well, this is the thing big budget features uh are your great money makers for stunt people um the the lower budget films they really watch how many days the stunt person is going to be on set
0: yeah
1: um you know how much how how big a stunt they're going to let them do because they don't have enough money for the stunt adjustment that you would pay the person so okay we can't afford a full burn so we'll do a half burn you know Mm -hmm. which is which is cheaper um So uh, on big budget features, uh, I always used to say confusion breeds money, uh, because, you know, they'll have you sit around on set for one, two, three, four weeks, um, not getting to the sequence that you're in, not knowing if they're going to get to it, Um, because some of the sequences are so big. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got these big crowd, they don't know which way they're going to point their cameras. So if their cameras looking this way for a while, and you're over here then you're sitting on your butt for a few days, you know, right? And then they switch over here and then these guys are sitting on their butt for a few <laughs> days. But uh, so bigger budget features are, are definitely where the best money is. All
0: right. Before we move on from the stunts, if you uh, meet somebody who is inspiring to get into stunts, is there any kind of formal training that's available for stuntmen these days?
1: Um, You know what, there used to be a school in Los Angeles, I don't know if it's open anymore. And, uh, and it seems to me, because I don't really know, there might be a few stunt schools, I think you'd have to look around. I always think the best way to do it is to sort of apprentice under a stuntman. That's sort of what I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I worked with uh, we had, in Vancouver, we used to have a lot of American stuntmen that came up to work on projects, and we we didn't really have any Canadian stuntmen, uh, very few, and they weren't. I don't think any of them were working full time mm. when I started. Um, so, uh, you know, we we would get hired for the background guys. You know, they're driving the car through a, a mall, and they need people to dive out of the way. You know, we so but you'd watch and learn what was going on and how they set up their cars and and. uh you know, we go out and practice. Uh, There's, uh, there was a couple. It used to be a couple of driving schools that you could go to. I, I was, I was said I went to the driving school of Budget, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is up now. But, uh, but I used to rent Budget cars, <laughs> the <laughs> shit out of them to learn to stud drive. But. Uh,
0: Uh, That was a long, 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 long time ago. Wow. Okay, so let's move on now to your well-known role of playing Jason Voorhees in the back then. I mean, this Freddy versus Jason was anticipated for years before it actually came to fruition. So walk us through how you got picked to play Jason Voorhees, the man behind the infamous hockey mask. It It
1: was actually... Uh, I had worked on uh, Friday the 13th part eight okay. and I was the stunt coordinator, the stunt double for Jason and the fry cook in that movie. And so when Freddie versus Jason came to Vancouver, um, I had, they had actually the first phone call I got on uh, Friday the 13th part eight was, hey, Ken, do you want to play Jason and be the stunt coordinator? And I said, uh, I, I said, I was gonna, going to say yes. But then I got another message saying, well, the guy that played Jason in the last movie wants to play him again. Um, and they've made a deal with him. So uh, I just need you for the stunt coordinator. So I became the stunt coordinator on that movie. When Freddy versus Jason came to Vancouver, they saw that on my resume and brought me in for Freddy versus Jason as the stunt coordinator. Mm-hmm. And um, the director was looking for a different body style, a different look. And uh, the producer's looking at me and he he goes, you know, we've been looking for somebody your height and build and and uh, and uh, I I, actually the first thing out of my mouth was, what about Kane Hodder? And and, uh, they said, well, he's not what they want. um, But would you audition for uh, Jason? And uh, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll I'll audition for it. And and, uh, so they put me in a little tiny room with a video camera they read the opening scene of the girls swimming in the lake and had me walk around the room with the mask on. Oh, they did a up of my eyes to uh, while they read the scene to have me react with my eyes. And, uh, then the next call I got was come meet with Ronnie and I met with Ronnie, you and, and, uh, gave me the job.
0: Did you know at that time? I mean, first of all, let me ask this, were you familiar uh, as a stuntman? I would think, yeah, with the whole Friday the 13th franchise.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, as I say, I had worked worked on on
0: part eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
1: worked on part eight. So I I was familiar with it, but I wasn't familiar with how popular it was. How uh, the fan following it had, I was completely oblivious to.
0: Now, uh, did you anticipate going into this? Did you have an idea of how much this film was being anticipated by the fan base out there? and how it was rumored for many years before it actually came to fruition.
1: Yeah, I, I remember watching the movie, uh, the ending of the movie where the claw came out and grabbed the mask. And then, you know, 10 years later, I heard, oh, they're doing Freddy versus Jason in Vancouver. <laughs> and I and I got the call for the coordinating job. I, oh, this will be cool. You know, I'll, I'll be coordinating this at my second Friday the 13th movie. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I got the job, I still didn't know what a big deal it was and then I started getting you know messages from my friends and family going have you looked at the Internet Have you this is like blowing up that you have know, cast you as Jason and and uh, uh, you know I, then I started to get an idea then Robert and I were doing a promotional thing in San Diego I think uh, just before San Diego Comic-Con and we were at a little radio station, and uh, when we came out, there was like twenty people waiting for us, mm-hmm. all screaming. You know, uh, it was. Then, then, I, then we knew for sure that it was a big deal. Well, Robert always did, I think. But uh, I, I looked at Robert and I said, "You know, wouldn't this be cool if this came out like number one in the box office?" And <laughs> and we hit number one for two weekends in a row. So. Cool. Uh,
0: I remember. Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday, the anticipation before the film, when it was announced, and then actually watching the film. Now, Robert Englund, who is, of course, Freddy, uh, what was it like when you first met him? And he was in, obviously, he had played Freddie for numerous years in movies before Freddie vs. Jason. He was very familiar with his character. He created, he, I mean... Freddy Krueger is Robert England. I mean, you know, when they try to redo it, it just didn't quite flow the same way when they try to put someone else behind there. So what was your experience like when you first met Robert?
1: He was... I'll always remember the first time I met him. I I was in the makeup trailer. I, I was going in to get my makeup on, which is nothing compared to his, and he's in the makeup chair getting his three, four hours of makeup put on. And I walked in and introduced myself, and he goes... He said, "Ah, oh, can he goes well? We'll be seeing each other for the rest of our lives now." <laughs> and I said, Sweet. "I go, what, what do you mean?" And he goes, "Conventions. I'll tell you all about it."
0: <laughs> he knew what was coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, he totally did. Um, yeah, it, it, he's just—he was so warm and uh, easygoing, and no attitude, and uh, kind of took me under his wing um, through through not only through the movie, but uh, you know, doing the promotional stuff for it and everything. It was just fantastic to have him to hang out with we you know we'd gone we went to europe to promote it and uh and his wife nancy came along and and you know he'd be taking me out for dinners and and uh, i just had a great experience with uh with robert i still love seeing him and and talking to his wife nancy yeah
0: that's awesome now uh when you got the script uh because for the writers i would assume Combining these two franchises, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise with the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, was not an easy task. Uh, but the fans were really wanting to see it, uh, and it was a success. As you mentioned, it was number one in the box office for two for two straight week uh, weekends. What was your impression when you read the script on how they were going to combine these two big time franchises?
1: Um. Well, I knew how much, uh, how many scripts had been involved, how many, they had written so many scripts for this, for Freddie versus Jason. And the one they settled on, uh, when I read it just came out s- so balanced mm-hmm. and, uh, seemed to me, I knew that it sort a lot of it depended on the fight at the end because yeah. that's what, that's what all the buildups for. Right. Exactly. And, uh, and then I, uh, thought about Ronnie, Yu and Ronnie, you, has a martial arts background Mm. and uh and so i thought well this is going to be interesting And got a basically a hong kong director with a martial arts background directing a you know heavy or or big time north american you know product um you know what's this going to be like and he just you know he added a spice to it that uh i I don't think any north american directors would have and uh so He was, I give Ronnie a lot of credit because you get a script and you can read it, but it can come out totally different on the screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ronnie took a good script and made it even better uh, in in his direction. So
0: how uh, physically tedious was that big battle at the end with you and Robert? Was it physically hard? Did it take a long time to shoot?
1: You know what? I, uh, I had a stunt double. Um, That's which,
0: funny. Which, which, which,
1: which most people know by now, but, but uh, uh, I, I had a stunt double, uh, a guy named uh, Glenn Ennis. And uh, so he had to take a couple of hard hits for me uh, during the fight uh, at the end. And uh, he actually did the fire gag in the uh, cornfield, <laughs> um, which was the only stunt I asked them. I begged them to let me do. Um, but anyway, uh, so, so, uh, the fight stuff is something I'm used to doing. So I did most of the other fight stuff, but, and, uh, Glenn took a couple hard hits for me in the, in the fight at the end and, and, and it, during the course of the movie, he took some other hard hits for me, but, uh, but the fight stuff is something was sort of one of my specialties. And, uh, so I just really enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't too hard. It was, it, I gotta say it was one of the most fun movies I've ever worked on because Ooh. I got You know, I got treated like a movie star Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and I got to do some really fun stunts.
0: And of course, now you're forever cemented in that movie. Uh, What's it like? Do you still do conventions?
1: Yeah, 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 I'll still do now and then, you know.
0: What's it like when you go to these conventions and all the energy of the crowd, people coming up to you uh, and people really show you the appreciation and just love that they have for the character of Jason Voorhees. How does that feel?
1: It it, it was a little overwhelming in the beginning. I certainly wasn't used to it, and uh, and now I you know I've come uh, to the conclusion that uh, uh, you know Jason is a big fucking movie star. Yes, <laughs> all over the world. Yeah, people know who he is, and uh, you know I I was lucky to get to put on the uh, costume. And wear them around for a while, and so I really appreciate that um, that experience. Uh, you know, I've had a really long career, worked on a lot of you know big movies, small movies, big actors, you know, small actors, and uh, this was just so fortunate for me. And uh, so I I I really appreciate the fans and and uh, how much they loved uh, Jason in Freddy versus Jason, and uh, I I you know they loved Jason yeah they love jason and i and i, and I love it when they, that they get to know me um but they they know jason man they can quote the movie verbatim and tell you every little detail about it and uh and it's just great to feel their energy it's what keeps you up exactly you know, you know, for, them.
0: for me personally i was rooting for jason because freddie Fred, is just this you know uh just uh he's a bastard, I guess, for for lack of a better term, you know, he loves to screw with people. Jason will at least have the decency to come up to you and just slice you in half. He won't toy with you at first, just like Freddy does. So I know a lot of people, when it came to Freddy versus Jason, they were rooting for Jason uh, in the movie. Uh, So, you know, when it comes to being a stuntman and acting, uh, where does your passion lie i'm assuming stunts but how does acting fit into uh your career where place well, does it hold for you
1: well i uh you know i i sort of retired basically from stunt work i don't do stunt work anymore and uh you know i i put in f- over 30 years on film sets and uh if you know uh, a film set hours are minimum 12 hour days mm-hmm. so you know i'm working a day and a half for so that means that, you know I actually worked with about 45 years, uh, you know, in, in those 30, and so um, so I I've retired from uh, stunt work. Um, the acting is something that uh, you know I still audition, you know, get the odd role here and there, and uh, I've started writing scripts sort of in my retirement, which I which I enjoy writing a variety of different you know horror action that kind of stuff. Um, but the acting is uh, is a great it's a, it's like a new challenge for me. You know, when I got started doing stunt work, I was an athlete and I was challenged by the stunt work and uh, and really enjoyed it. But it's a it's a young man's game.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: it, 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 you get beat up. I certainly did. Um, you know, you get your injuries over the years and they add up. And uh, so the acting is just another uh, step, you know, in my evolution.
0: Exactly. For now, you mentioned writing, which actually did have a question in regards to uh, writing. As your career progresses... I was going to ask you, uh, do you have any other ambitions, uh, maybe behind the camera, uh, writing? So tell us more about the, the writing.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, um, it's funny having read so many scripts over the years and, and you know, worked on so many movies, uh, you, you pick up some stuff. Uh, so you, when you read scripts, it's, it's innately clear what it seems to be missing and, and, and stuff. But uh, I also found that you really need to study the art. You know, you've got to read the books, you've got to listen to the prose, um, you know, build it into yourself, because then the more you learn, the more you can sort of free flow your imagination, because there's, there's two types of writers, too, right? There's the ones who plot everything out ahead of time, and then they write their script. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the ones who they don't write a note. They just sit down and they start writing a script. The ones that can do that you know have learned all the rules you know all the finer details and so it's just built right in and they can let their imagination go and enjoy the writing process you know because it's an adventure for them too right yeah. wouldn't it be cool if this happened um, so the writing is something it's like anything else you know you got to put the time in study it put it out there embarrass yourself um, you know, uh, get other people to read it other than your family. <laughs> uh, you know, and and, and pros can be really hard on you, and yeah. but that's you know a good coach is hard on you too. So
0: exactly, it's yeah. it's constructive criticism. Now mm-hmm. you mentioned the writing that you've done already has been in the horror realm. Do you consider yourself uh, when it comes to films, TV, a horror fan?
1: You know, what? I think it would probably be one of the genres I would write better than you know like
0: a crime a, a, action yeah,
1: yeah, you know some family oriented drama you know uh, so there's just some genres i think i would be better the action genre I obviously um you know is something i think i a genre i'd be good at but you need to map be able to mash stuff up you know like mm-hmm. an action horror movie or because it, it's what makes it new and fresh mm-hmm. um it, it, you know it's hard to find new story ideas that haven't been done before so uh, mashing mashing stuff up kind of uh, gives you a new realm to work in. That's
0: true. So I, That's yeah. true. Now, throughout the thirty years of stunt acting, I'm sure you've collected some pretty cool stuff from sets. Uh, have you built up a nice collection?
1: You know what? I, I have a few things. Um, I I have what I call my my memory trunk, and which is an old trunk, and it's got sports stuff in there from you know when I played sports and it's got stunt stuff in there you know i i uh uh maybe i worked on um an episode of guns or a movie version of gunsmoke
0: mm-hmm. called
1: gunsmoke return to dodge now i used to watch that tv series when i was a kid growing up and uh in the first tv movie version i got cast as a as a character called pots so i took one of the 45 shells from my gun belt and you know i and i kept that and uh I did a Davy Crockett uh, TV series, uh, and I did the pilot, and I got hurt twice on the same day, <laughs> and I ended up with one of the uh, hats, with one of the uh, coonskin hats. Um, so there are things that uh, probably mean more to me than other people. Uh, I uh, from from Freddie vs. Jason, I've gotten one of the I got one of the stunt machetes.
0: Oh, that's and, nice.
1: Yeah, that's that's the prize, and then uh, the fella the fellow who made the masks for the, for the movie, um, uh, when I started, I said, man, I, and I didn't know what they were worth. I said, you, you got to get me one of them. We had several masks. I said, I, I got to like have one of the masks from the movie as a souvenir. Oh yeah. Okay. No, no problem. And then he found out what, what, and I didn't know what they were worth, what they would be worth. And so he goes, listen, I can't give you one of, one of these, uh, you know, other producers or, or have spoken for them. So he, uh, he, he charged me to make a mask. So I have a mask made by the same guy and uh, it's got the blood and the Freddy Claws on it. It's really good quality. That's, but that's it,
0: cool. That's,
1: it's next the next to the best thing exactly. in having the, a, a real mask.
0: The next best thing. Now, as yeah. a stunt coordinator, uh explain to us a like who obviously you control or the people the stunt man work under you uh and who do you work with is it the director the producers explain that
1: well it's it uh, so on the creative side usually it's the director if it's depending on the budget of the movie uh if it's a really low budget movie producers don't want you going and giving expensive ideas to directors so so you may deal with the producer in that situation Uh, For big budget features uh, or bigger budget features, um, you're usually dealing with the director and and the actors. Uh, You know, you can can consult them as well and see what they're comfortable with and everything. But the director is the person whose idea you're trying to bring to life. And so they're usually the most important person to speak to and get a feel for and just know what it is that they want to see so that they get it on the day
0: and they're happy gotcha gotcha and as a stunt coordinator uh is it safe to assume that the safety of the stuntman working under you you, their safety is your responsibility
1: yeah it's it's uh it's a it can be very heavy responsibility sometimes uh you're in situations where you're on a fine line um how hard am I going to pull this guy into the wall you know you know I know what the director wants to see but what physically can they can this person take um that can vary the on the size of the person right a smaller person hits with less force than a bigger person um but no that's a very uh serious responsibility of stunt coordinators is this not only the safety of the stunt people but the safety of the set Mm -hmm. so you know the car and the car chase doesn't go flying through the camera and you know wipe out a film crew um and uh you know there's been situations where that's you know things like that have happened so uh it's it stunts are accidents waiting to happen exactly. you know it's it exactly. stunts everybody always asks me what's the most dangerous stunt and i always say it's the one that goes wrong
0: yeah no. you
1: know you're not supposed to get your head caved in you no. know uh, doing a doing a ratchet but you know if you miss the pads or you know there's the pressure builds up in the ratchet too much and the meter reads wrong you know it, you know things can happen
0: Now, without naming any specific uh, projects or people, did you and any director, producer, like, have a hard time coming to an agreement with you saying, you know what, this is just not safe, it's not going to work out with these dumb people, and maybe the director, producer was trying to say, well, can you try to make this work, make it work, do you ever feel pressured like that? Again, not naming any projects or names.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, if you, if your career is long enough, somebody's going to put pressure on you to, you know, try and save money, try and save time, which is money, um, you know, push, uh, push the safety factor because they can't afford, you know, maybe that extra person or whatever. Um, and that's the, that's the judgment call that a stunt coordinator has to make. And, you know, you've, you can be criminally liable, yeah. uh, you know. So, uh, a lot of thought goes into that, and uh, you know, we still still have accidents in the business where people uh, get killed and severely injured, and that's unfortunately the nature of the beast. It it uh, it's gotten safer, it's gotten better, but uh, you know, stunt work is like I say, the injury rate is a hundred percent. If you play pro football, you're gonna get you're gonna get hurt in stunt work it can you know could be a helicopter crash it can be uh you know uh things that you 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 don't think of
0: now stuntman do they also uh for the majority of the time do stand-ins as well like doubles body doubles for actors
1: well we so we have stunt doubles right and they they double the actors physically and uh and and, and in movement so they should be the both the right size for the for the actor and be able to do the movements that are required, and to mimic not just not just be able to do the movements, to, but to mimic the actor yeah. as they would do uh, the the stunt. Um, so how how would they run? Um, you know how 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 would they fall? How would they uh, walk? Um, so the stunt doubles are really important to help sell you know the, the seamlessness of the action the
0: story exactly now there's a story that circulated for a long time that you went to your dentist in the full jason get up is that true or not
1: yeah no that's a true story (laughs) so the only day the only day that i've been full makeup uh because usually it's like a diver's balaclava you pull it on and the face is clear they just put a little black paint around the eyes and stuff like that so, the only scene where you see Jason's face is in the van when Kelly Rowland lifts the mask up to give Jason mouth to mouth. Uh-huh. And, and um, so the special effects guy put the Jason fake teeth in without any putting any Vaseline on my own teeth. Uh-huh. And, and I have a bridge, I had a tooth knocked out. And, and uh, so they, when they pulled the, the Jason teeth out, it pulled the bridge out. Ooh. And he was just a gas. he you know, hadn't slept in probably two days or whatever. And he was just, ah, we'll, we'll fix this, we'll fix this. And so uh, they called up a, you know, a dentist right away. And they had me in a dentist's office within an hour. And uh, I was in, I had the whole costume on, except for the jacket and the, the mask. Um, and I walk into the dentist's office wearing a hood, a hoodie. And, and uh, there's a woman sitting in the waiting room, and she's got the newspaper up, and she can hear my voice, but she's not looking up. She's she's reading the paper, and I come and I sit across from her, and I know sooner or later she's gonna look up. So she uh, you know she you know trips the paper down, turn a page, and she looks up like this, and
0: brings the paper up right away.
1: And you can see it's all shaking and stuff. And I said, no, it's it's all right. It's just to make up, you know, for a movie. And She lowers the newspaper, and it's like. I thought they found you in a sewer or something, and they were, <laughs> were going to do some charity work on your teeth. <laughs> oh, um, that's
0: classic! Dude. That that's classic. Uh, uh, moving on to some other projects. What what was it like when you joined the Watchmen project? What was that process like?
1: Oh, uh, Watchmen. Um, Remind me again. Sorry, uh, I should know the, the name of the director of Watchmen. What, oh again?
0: God, I can't. I don't know. I can't remember the the director. I can't take it well, down because it's kind uh, of the, the,
1: the reason I mentioned it is because years before Watchmen, I had worked on a Honda car commercial um, with Harrison Ford, oh. and uh, um, it was one that only aired in Japan or something like that. But uh, the director of the commercial was the director of Watchmen, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was kind of cool see somebody you know it's, it's always nice to see people move up the ladder and uh and uh you know he he was super nice and and uh so getting on watchman was a huge project there was a, a lot of stunt guys that worked on that and the stunts i did were to anything you know stand out stellar or whatever there's you know the big prison scene we're all rioting and and uh, throwing a guy off the balcony and and uh, driving one of the cars in the jfk uh, assassination scene yeah. and um i think i did one or two other things in in watching that were you know stunts in the background like i said
0: did you have fun
1: uh, yes i mean big projects like that are always fun you got a ton of stunt guys that you you know every single one of them yeah. and you get to hang out for days on end telling stories and 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 doing fun stuff working on a on a project you know that you know is anticipated and people are going to really want to go see and, and uh, is going to do really well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, another project that you mentioned earlier, 13 ghosts, you were both the stunt coordinator and an actor on the film. Yeah. Uh, how was that I, experience like?
1: Well, I, I, I guess I worked on a lot of projects with the, with the, the number 13 in it, because I worked on the 13th warrior, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then, Oh, that's the
0: I, one I confused. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Right. Yeah.
1: No, the 13 ghosts was, um, that was a fun, fun project to do as well. The director was really open-minded, you know, you could go to him with ideas and, and stuff. And and that's always more fun than when you have a director who is only, uses you like basically like a tool, yeah, right? You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're a tool to, to build his machine with. And uh, some directors are, you're a piece of the machine. You get to put input in and, and uh, you, you know, it, it's just more fun to do. Um, and that was one of those projects. Uh, uh, the the ghosts were really fantastic. The set, uh, the big glass house, was amazing. Um, and it's a project that's you know it's sort of slow sizzle. It, 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 I thought it was going to do better in the beginning, but uh, you know I still get people approaching me who are really big. It's got this little niche fan yeah. following that uh, really love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now. Yeah we were talking about big budget films earlier and now you also worked on 2012, which I would assume that was a pretty big budget film. Yeah. Uh, Now what was it like going into a movie like that with the end of the world, the whole Mayan calendar, the budget itself, describe that experience.
1: Well, that's again, one of those nice big budget projects where you've got a ton of stunt people and again, who I all knew and everything like that. And, and, uh, what's fun, uh, what was fun on that show was, um, I remember one day I was there to do a certain stunt and the stunt coordinator came up to me and he said, Hey, you know, the, the guy who's driving the limo, uh, he's tied up on another unit. Uh, so can I throw you in the limo for some of the, for some of the, uh, driving? And, uh, the, the sequence was the limo sliding the, you know, almost over the edge of the road, the road falls away in front of it. And it, and it turns and slides and and uh and some of the other sequences where it's just dodging, you know, falling cars yeah. and stuff like that which which weren't there when I did it. I mean, for the for the one sequence they they had a little drop off for of the slide uh, up to that. But for the cars falling and stuff like that there that was all CG uh, uh when I, when I was doing it. So, um they would have cones set up and you just swerve around these cones so it was actually very safe to do but it was just it was a lot of fun so, so
0: john cusack was the limo driver right. so you were doing his stunts and the driving
1: well for- i didn't i didn't double him for the for the movie it was okay. just that one day where they pulled me in sitting in the limo in a big wide shot it, it could be anybody it sitting could be in anybody. the car okay. so uh, yeah i'm definitely not a great uh, double for him uh, but uh, but you know i, I had a good reputation as a driver so uh, they they just they needed to needed a driver, they pulled me in.
0: Now, which type of movie is more fun for you to do? doesn't matter, acting or stunts. Is it like horror movies or superhero type movies?
1: You know, I I think what makes it fun is the people. Uh, If you're working with, you know, people that are, you know, just tired and worn out and, and surly and no fun, you know, 12 hours, 16 hours on a film set seems like twice that long. Um, you get on a, some, you know, some of the comedies I've worked on have just been so much fun because uh, uh, the actors are just so into it and they're having a good time. So uh, the movies that I like enjoy, it's not the genre. It's, it's, it's
0: the people around the people you. That
1: the people that you're working with. That's yeah.
0: a, that totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. And speaking of that, I mean, off the top of your head, which has been like, you know, the fun is set to be on.
1: The fun is set.
0: Where you, you know, the people around made it really fun, and the days just flew by. Oh,
1: um, oh God, what's the name of it? Uh, <laughs> it's about a kid who uh wants to be a stuntman, and he's got a scooter, and he keeps trying to like jump a pool, and
0: oh, I uh, do, I just don't remember the title like you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i
1: blanking on
0: the title, too. You had a lot of fun on that one? That was just...
1: The, yeah, the actors on that were just... They were cracking us up all the time. And, and uh, you know, each take was, you know, they'd, they'd ad-lib. And so it was new, and you're you just trying not to laugh, you know, when you're doing the shot and stuff like that. Um, oh, man, I wish I could remember that. I can't even remember the names of the actors. I, all very that wrong.
0: was a while ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a while but ago.
1: But, it, you know, when it's one that... Uh, again has a really big fan following and Mm -hmm. people you know come up to me and they go you were in whatever the name of the movie was you came out of the house that was great and he hits you in the nuts
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh god uh we're we're almost running out of time but uh you've done so much stuff the joyride films uh were like filled to the brim with stunts okay How was the experience working on the, on the Riot films?
1: Well, so I worked on, I didn't work on number one. I worked on number two as the stunt double for the guy that played Rusty Nail. Mm-hmm. And uh, the producer, but I, I had already played Jason. Yeah. So when the producers found out that I had played Jason and then I was doubling the guy that played Rusty Nail, it, it, it kind of stuck in the back of their head. So when they came back to do number three, uh, came back to Canada, they asked me if I would play uh, Rusty Nail. Um, so that was, you know, and I was kind of hoping we'd do another one we, uh, uh, after that. Um, but uh, no, that was fun. That was a fun uh, project for me to do.
0: When yeah. you, when uh, I know we're going back and forth, you you just have done so much cool stuff. Going back to Freddie and Jason, you did an interview, I believe with, uh, I don't know if it was with Robert or not, but you were dressed up in the full Jason get up and do oh, yeah. the interview was that just a promotional idea
1: yes i think that was part of the um we did a promotional thing in las vegas where they introduced just like two fighters yeah and then after that we did a uh a, a, you know a press you, you do a series you know you get like five six minutes with each uh uh reporter and uh they interviewed me and and we were all you know we dressed in costume for the event so we did it We did the interviews in uh, costume and sort of in character as
0: well. That's so cool. Now, we all know that there was really no end to the Freddy versus Jason battle. I know you're probably kind of a biased person to ask, but in your (laughs) opinion, who do you think came out on top?
1: (laughs) Well, I I, I always say I won by a head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You did rip Uh, his head off. You can't can't deny that. (laughs)
1: yeah no um yeah it it uh i have my own theory on the whole ending of uh freddy versus jason but um uh yeah i think i think jason won this one uh mm-hmm. won the won the battle
0: not yeah. the war the That's war the, will go on the war will go on and i would not yeah. be surprised if it's some, yeah. somewhere along the line somebody renews this battle again i gotta oh, tell you
1: i gotta i gotta tell you something i found out uh not too long ago but um one of my family members i guess was on youtube and uh i'm apparently one of the top 10 or 15 werewolves in movies of all time as well
0: that is pretty cool
1: <laughs> yeah i did a movie called bad moon mm-hmm. uh, with mariel hemingway yeah um where i was in this god-awful werewolf full-on full prosthetic costume and uh that was like the worst job i ever had uh, working <laughs> on a movie I, I forget how many days i did in this full suit uh but it was just the word well animatronic head the whole suit weighed about like 85 pounds or something like that oh, and uh, i was in it i I didn't have to drink water I, you know could you just sweat everything out oh
0: god I, I mean
1: i had to drink i didn't have i never had to pee because i always just sweated everything out i remember being in that suit for just hours and hours
0: wow i bet you, was it like in the middle of the summertime too oh yeah of course <laughs> Of course, right? It always has to be in the middle of the summertime. Luckily,
1: the summers aren't too hot here in Vancouver.
0: (laughs) Now, you mentioned the X-Files earlier as well. One of my favorite shows from the 90s. Hands down, I love the X-Files. Were you a fan uh, of the show while you were doing it?
1: You know what? I was. I really enjoyed it. I was a bit, you know, I'm a bit of a UFO nut. Mm -hmm. always was. And um, this was, you know, X-Files wasn't supposed to do very well. Uh, But the timing of it uh, Whitley Stryver's book, I think had just come out on the alien abductions and alien abduction was big in, in, uh, media and the pilot, you know, just did so much better than I think they thought it would. And, um, I, and I really enjoyed it. And I would, I remember, uh, I got lucky a few times, like a Friday night when it was airing and, uh, Chris Carter was there and, you know, we go to the meeting room and, and, uh, watch an ep- get to watch an episode with, him. and, uh, uh yeah yeah no i was a fan of the uh of the series yeah. i loved
0: it and the fact that it has withstood the the test of time even up until several years ago when they made them, uh they renewed the series for another like two seasons right limited episodes but they both came back it just goes to show you when shows or movies can withstand the test of time history i always tell people is the best judge of what a film or a TV show is going to become. There, As we all know, there have been films and TV shows that have been absolutely smashed by critics when it's been released. I mean, just beaten down. But at the end of the day, when years pass, the true nature, the true following of the movie or the TV show is revealed. Uh, before we get going, here's a little interesting fact. You had a part to play in with the uh, 1996 romeo and juliet movie oh, uh yeah. i know that's going back a ways but that that movie is kind of it, it it's sort of not so i don't know if sentimental is the right word it's the first date that i went on with my wife and, oh really yes and we went and saw it in the movies and i think it's really cool getting to talk to you that was the first movie that we went to see together in the movies when we first started dating, and yeah, you know, 20, yeah. God knows how many years later, married, three kids, and the whole nine yards. But it was Romeo and Juliet, man.
1: Yeah. It was yeah.
0: Romeo and Juliet. Now, you were also credited in 1990, the It. What was that like?
1: You know what? I, I honestly don't. It's I been can't a remember while. Huh? On that. I. I, I I don't know if that's, if that credit is, is, is true. Now, sometimes, you know, you get a phone call, like I worked on um, another movie, Uh, you know, I I get a phone call. Hey, Ken, we need you. I've got a second unit going on such and such a film and uh, okay. I I come out and I do a driving sequence and uh, you know, I I see what the title of the movie was, but I only worked on it one day or something like that, but I, I, I just don't think I worked on it.
0: No, oh, I don't okay. think. I did. Well, you know, we all know IMDb or stuff like that. Yeah. It's not the most trustworthy, right? Site. They try to be as accurate as possible. Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah.
0: According to your recollection, what was your first professional stunt performance?
1: Oh, I know exactly which one it was. Uh, Superman three.
0: That's right. Okay, now Superman yeah. three. Uh, that's the one with the uh, where. That's the one where uh, Superman encounters that rock and it turns him to a bad version of himself. Is that the one or is that Superman four? I keep forgetting. Uh,
1: So Superman three was the one with, um, (laughs) Oh, sorry. What's the comedian's name?
0: Uh, I I have it right there on the tip of my tongue, but doing that, having that be your first, uh, stunt movie, big franchise, Mm -hmm. big movies. Uh, I mean it being your debut, professional debut, what did you think about that?
1: Well, it was that was I mean, working on a big feature film for your first stunt credit. I mean, it was a great opportunity for one thing. Um, but it boggles the mind with the first time you walk on a big budget film set.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we were
1: we were doing the chemical refinery disaster sequence in the in the movie. So we had we're at this uh, oil refinery that they had built, and uh, I just remember walking on the set, going, "This is an army of people. It, it is a you know, it's a small community, all coming together, uh, you know, to make this uh, to make this movie." And I was just I loved it. You know, I loved being on set. I loved doing the the stunt work, um, and uh, it was a. It, you know great first credit i actually ended up doubling christopher reeves a couple times over the years yes um and uh i was I, I they actually mentioned it to me on set they said you know you would make a pretty good double for him if we come back here to do the next one you know we'd like, like to talk to you about it they didn't come back to canada to do the next one they uh they did it in in england i think and uh, uh anyway didn't get the opportunity to put on the superman outfit that but i, I I have a picture of me when I, the first time I went to LA, uh, there's a picture of Christopher Reeves in the phone booth in the wax museum there.
0: Oh, and,
1: wow. uh, and I've got a picture of me when I was like 21 years old standing, you know, standing in front of standing beside Christopher Reeves, uh, uh wax dummy. And then years later they put one in of Jason oh, and uh, so I got to go back to the wax museum and, uh, with Robert and we opened, uh, the Freddy vs. Jason display together
0: uh, there. That's so, awesome. That is so yeah. cool. And the comedian, uh, the the people have chimed in. It was, I totally forgot, but it was Richard Pryor.
1: Richard Pryor, of course. Richard Pryor.
0: Yeah. I remember the movie. Now. Richard Pryor played some kind of a computer uh, uh, genius that was With, recruited yeah. by some really bad people because they wanted to use his talent to somehow destroy the Earth. It's been a long time since I've seen Superman 3. Uh, But I definitely enjoyed it. And I remember Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, I mean, he's a legend. Oh, Uh, yeah. Absolute legend. Uh, Anyway, Ken, this hour has flown by. Uh, It sure has. It has been an hour. It's been an absolute treat talking to you. You just have had some of the most amazing experiences and some of the best stories to share over your career. And you still have uh, a lot of stuff left to do. definitely. I mean, I can understand retiring from stunts, but, you know, please keep putting your talents out there, whether it's as a stunt coordinator, definitely as an actor. And I really hope the writing thing takes off for you. I really well, thanks do. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm really be, enjoying that. Yeah, I I've would, enjoyed this too. It's very nice meeting you. It was it an was absolute pleasure. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Again, thank you to Ken Kersinger, who played Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Jason. We'll be back with you tomorrow night. And until then, guys, on behalf of Ken and myself, stay safe, stay walking. Good night.